Avenue. We're going to take a, a brief hiatus from what's been a scintillating morning of hockey talk. We need to focus on the National Football League, specifically the Seattle Seahawks, who have survived the injury to Russell Wilson. They're still right in the thick, somehow, of playoff contention. They have an absolutely massive game this weekend at Lambeau against the Green Bay Packers. Joining us now to break it all down, Brady Henderson, our good buddy from ESPN's NFL Nation Seahawks reporter here on the Halford & Bruff Show on Sportsnet 650. What up, Brady? How are you? Hey, fellas. Good morning. How are you? Uh, we're good, thanks. You our, know. Our, our, our hockey team here is in crisis, Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's kind of like the... You're an oa- you're a little like an oasis, a little welcoming yeah. for the show. So you have to be really upbeat because the the people in Vancouver need it. So sell us on the hype of this game between uh, Russell Wilson, who's been in the news, and Aaron Rodgers, who's really been in the news. Yeah, well, the the guy who covers the three and five uh, Seahawks. I was going to say three and six after this weekend. I'll see what I can do there, but. Uh, no, I think it's – I mean, look, they have not won there in 1999. Uh, they are 0-4 there uh, under Russell Wilson. And uh, that said, you know, and they're playing, by the way, I think a 7-2 and Packers team that will have Aaron Rodgers. That said, I, I, I don't see this game being a blowout. Um, I think that they can compete in this game. And part of the reason is, you know, Aaron Rodgers, it does sound like he's going to play. But I, I just have to wonder – what he's going to be like, uh, you know, coming off the bout with COVID and coming off what is going to be a 10 day absence from practice. And, you know, my colleague, Rob Domofsky, who covers the Packers for ESPN, um, you know, he passed along an interesting comment from Devonte Adams, who remember he had COVID yeah. uh, came back to play in that game last week at Kansas city. And Adams said, you know, he was taxed by the end of that game or late in that game. He felt more taxed than normal. Now, you know, he's a receiver. He's running around, obviously, a lot more than the quarterback is. But I, you know, I still, I just wonder if, what Rodgers is going to be like at 37 years old. Um, you know, and Adam said it, it, he didn't know if it was necessarily COVID, but uh, it may have just been, you know, the inactivity of, of however long he was out for, you know, not practicing and not doing a whole lot. So um, Rodgers is obviously the MVP. I just wonder if he's, if you could expect him to be at that level under the circumstances. And if not, I think that gives Seattle a chance. Well, if we're looking for positives, and believe me, we are at this point, especially here in Vancouver, uh, there is something to be said for the fact that they're going up against, it is the reigning MVP in a 7-2 football team. Like Without question, that needs to be taken into consideration. But Rodgers hasn't practiced really at all. He's going to come in with the sort of hanging issues that you pointed out that maybe Devontae Adams and others have had coming back in a similar fashion. And as you pointed out uh, this week in one of your posts, very quietly, I would say, the Seahawks' defense over the last four weeks, which coincided with the Geno Smith tenure, has played really well. Now, it was against far inferior quarterbacks to Aaron Rodgers, but they've only averaged uh, 18 points allowed over those four games. Kind of the thing that you would really want your defense to do to step up when you lose your star quarterback. So I'm looking at these kind of things and I'm saying, hmm, there might be something here with regards to Rodgers not practicing and maybe being a little rusty or a little tired, and this improved defense. Yeah, and I think it's worth noting that, you know, their defensive improvement has, has come mostly against some uh, bad quarterbacks. Very I, bad. I shouldn't say yeah. bad, but, yeah, but, you know, not not nearly what they're going to face. Now, the one exception there is uh, Matt Stafford in week five. Um, I think they, what, they 
held the Rams to three points in the first half and then obviously had a, a much worse second half defensively. But, um, you know, it's been Stafford who's leading the NFL on QBR, so he's the one exception to this. But otherwise, it's been Ben Roethlisberger who looked old and shaky. Uh, you had Jameis Winston who's always been an erratic quarterback, and then you had him on a wet and windy night um, at, at Lumen Field. You had the combination of another rookie, Trey Lance, uh, and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, and then another rookie, uh, Trevor Lawrence, you know, who was making, what, his seventh, eighth NFL start. So uh, the quarterbacks haven't – I think that's been a part of it, and similar to how it was last season when the other defense really turned around, I think a big part of that was they, they faced some lesser quarterbacks. But still pretty good defense that they played in the second half of last year, and, they, and they've been a lot better. Um, you know, especially on third down, I think they've got the best, they've been the best team in the NFL on third down defensively since week four, I, I believe. And so, um, yeah, I, I think this game is going to be kind of a, a litmus test of how real that, um, that defensive turnaround is, you know, assuming, uh, or if you can assume that Aaron Rodgers just isn't going to be totally wiped out by uh, all the stuff he's been dealing with. Salford and Bruff show on Sportsnet and Sportsnet 650. We're talking with ESPN's Brady Henderson talking about this big Seahawks-Packers game on Sunday. Brady, can you walk us through the week that Russell Wilson has had since he was cleared to practice? How much did he practice? How did he look? What are you expecting from him on Sunday? Yeah, so we they have practiced, I think, three times. They had the extra practice on Monday coming off the bye. Um, and the way it works, just media-wise, is we're allowed to watch the first, uh, I don't know, 10, 10 minutes or so of practice. And so uh, you really only – that's mostly seeing them stretch and do agility drills. And then you see uh, the quarterback throw a little bit. And so I would say this, like, on the short and intermediate throws, you would not be able to tell at all uh, that he just had surgery a month ago. Um, they look like they've got the normal zip. He doesn't look like he is doing anything differently on those. Um, I have not seen him throw as much, as many deep balls, just because I think by that point in practice, they're really still more in like warm-up mode and not really running those, uh, you know, plays that would call for deep shots. I saw one one deep ball uh, that didn't look like Wilson threw it. Um, it. It was Wilson, but it didn't look like a normal Wilson deep ball. It kind of fluttered, and that was his. That was on Monday. Uh, his first practice back. And I think he said when we talked to him yesterday for the first time in the, since he had the injury that, you know, Monday's practice, he kind of had to get through it, uh, you know, just because he, he said he could feel it. He could tell that, you know, the finger just had surgery. Um, and it's, I, I think he's gotten better from the sounds of it, from what I took from the comment is that he kind of had to work through some things in that first practice. And now he's, he's feeling better. He said he's feeling uh, pretty close to hundred percent, not quite close to hundred percent. Now, as far as how much he's doing, um, you know, because he's on IR and not on the 53-man roster, the Seahawks aren't required to, you know, list him on the practice report and say full participation, limited, whatever. Uh, but Pete Carroll did say that he is practicing without limitation, so he would be a full participant um, if if he had to be on the injury report. So all indications are that he's going to play. Um, and yeah, I think one one interesting thing there is. You know, this is going to be in, in Green Bay, and it's going to be in the 30, 30s. Uh, yeah, that's what the forecast says. And so probably not the ideal weather uh, situation that you'd want to have coming back from a finger injury. But, um, you know, by all accounts, he, he says he says he's feeling pretty good. Chris Carson ready to go? That I don't know. 
Um, I don't know. He he's practiced all week. I think you know that practice yesterday was probably the most they've done, like physicality wise, and that I think was going to be a big indication of of how he's doing, like how he could how he could come back from you know kind of taking a little bit of a pounding in practice, and so. Um, I think from the sounds of it, his conditioning is okay. That's not been the issue. He's been able to train and, and like stay in good shape while he's been out. Um, so I don't think that's going to be the issue. I think it's going to be how he's feeling today and tomorrow uh, after doing a little bit of, of, you know, physical work and practice. So I, I, I don't know enough to call it. I think he's got a chance. I just don't think it's any sort of guarantee that he's, that he's going to play. Brady, what did you think of the news that Odell Beckham Jr. chose the Rams? The Rams certainly weren't one of the teams that uh, OBJ was reportedly um, wanting to go to, but it makes sense when you think about it. I mean, they're a pretty good team. They could win the Super Bowl if he wants to win. The Rams are a good pick. Um, How much did the Seahawks recruit OBJ? How aggressive were they? Should they have been more aggressive? Take it whichever way you want. Sure. Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, the Seahawks were, they were interested. They had legitimate interest uh, in OBJ, but to a degree, and, and certainly they didn't have enough interest to claim him at $7.25 million, which is, uh, you know, they could have taken this whole decision out of his hands and, and claimed him, but that's a lot of money. And I don't think that was, you know, I, I could see why they didn't do that. And I say that because you know, from what I understand, and certainly from what it looks like based on how the whole thing played out is, this really was not the place he wanted to be. And, you know, for as much as we can talk about the Seahawks and how things might be looking up for them that, you know, that get, they're getting Wilson back, the defense is getting better. Other teams in the NFC are having their issues. Um, you know, the fact is they're three and five and they very easily could be three and six uh, after this weekend. And so I, I think he wanted to be in, in a situation uh, where a team was better positioned uh, to win a Super Bowl and, you know, look, one thing the Seahawks had going for them is Wilson. And I imagine that that has a lot of appeal to any pass catch. You know, those two guys have worked out together uh, in the offseason. If you go to Wilson's, uh, you know, the page of his production company, West to East Empire, there's a video of uh, him and Beckham throwing down in uh, Los Angeles. And so I think those two guys have a relationship. And, and I imagine that had some appeal. But, you know, a lot of the other teams that were in the mix uh, also had very good quarterbacks and all of them have better records than the Seahawks and the Rams had both at seven and two with Matt Stafford, who's leading the NFL in QBR. So um, I think another thing the Rams have going for them is probably a better opportunity to really put up some numbers uh, and position himself for a nice payday in free agency. You know, part of the arrangement, uh, the, the deal that he struck in Cleveland to get out of there was you know, they locked the final two years off of his deal. So he's going to become a free agent. So naturally he's going to want to be in a position to where he can put up some numbers. And, um, you know, the, the, the I, I don't think that that was as good of a position in Seattle with, you know, two very good receivers and Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf also got a third receiver and D Eskridge who has a chance to come back this weekend. And I think that's also one reason why there was a, there was a limit to how far the Seahawks were going to go because they felt like, yeah, they could use him, but with Lockett, with Metcalf, with Eskridge coming back, uh, they didn't feel like they needed him. It is the game of the afternoon set, I would say, on Sunday. It is a 125 kickoff. It is the Packers at home at Lambeau uh, taking on Russell Wilson, who returns to the lineup in the visiting Seattle Seahawks. It should be a good one. Brady, thanks a lot for doing this today, man. We really appreciate it. Enjoy the game on Sunday. We will talk again next Friday.
All right, fellas. Sounds good. Thank you. See ya.